0: Hi, welcome to Teach Me Biology, our revision podcast for A-level biology students. I'm Rhea Corbett. And I'm Sarah Matthews.
1: Hi, I'm Rhea Corbett. I'm a former science teacher with biology specialism, and on Teach Me Biology, I am teaching my co-host and little sister, Sarah Matthews. Biology A-level, topic by topic, to hopefully provide you, our lovely listeners, with an audio revision resource.
0: Yes, we hope that you incorporate us into your revision, and as a part of your learning journey, dip in and out, listen to the episodes on your weaker topics, or use us as your audio biology bible. Whatever you need us for, we are here sometimes.
1: A little bit rusty there. <laughs> been a while. Guys!
0: Bet you thought you'd heard the last of us,
1: eh? Hey? We're back, we're back, we're back, we're back. With um, a vengeance, for at are. least two weeks, at least. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> we are so sorry. We know we've only done two episodes this year and it, it's just not been good for just a time. Many it's reasons, many reasons. So you may notice that I said I am a former science teacher and that is because I have resigned from my teaching post. I am no longer a day-to-day teacher, classroom-based teacher. Obviously, I still have the experience and the ability to teach via this podcast and can reach a much, much wider audience doing that. But my days of classroom based teaching is over. It is done. I'm done with that. Mm -hmm. But not done with this podcast, but not done with the podcast. I can still (laughs) still happily give my time and maybe I'll have more time now. And we will have less of the sort of interruptions. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, in a lot of stuff episodes. happened,
0: didn't it? A lot of stuff happened in our absence. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Not everything we're going to go into a lot of detail on, but that is definitely one of the big we things. We did both
0: get COVID again. Yeah. Second time round.
1: Yeah. And we've got a big family wedding coming up, so mm-hmm. we've, been, we've been dealing with that. But now that we've actually got to a point where we are a bit more settled and it's a school holiday as well, so we've got a bit more time, we are back. Shall we get on? Remember what we did last time? (laughs) (laughs) Right, episode 74. Fertilisers and eutrophication. The last two episodes that we actually made were the nitrogen cycle and the phosphorus cycle. We talked about the cycling of those two minerals and how that was important for ecosystems. And we are going to now look at an episode that relates that sort of crop-like crop-growing livestock, just farming basically... Because farming can be massively, massively disruptive to nitrogen and phosphorus cycles, So we're going to talk about how fertilisers are a, a way of dealing with that. And we're going to talk about then the issues that come from using too much fertiliser. So we are going to concentrate on the use of natural and artificial fertilisers to replace the nitrates and phosphates lost by harvesting plants and removing livestock. The environmental issues arising from the use of fertilisers, including leaching and eutrophication okay so we're not going to go into a lot of detail about repeating ourselves with the nitrogen and the phosphorus cycle but i just want to make that point again about growing crops and removing livestock if you think about it where you've got a natural cycle of phosphorus and nitrogen being taken up by plants used in plants and animals do you remember any of the ways that nitrogen or phosphorus are used by plants or animals in their body. Like starting with nitrogen, for instance. Do you remember how nitrogen is used by animals or plants? In their food. So it'll be be in food, yeah. But then how do, when you take in nitrogen, what do you use it for? Where would I find it in your body? Like which structures, which things that your body uses or makes? DNA. Yeah, yeah, good, yeah. Well, the big part of DNA that nitrogen is, the is the bases. They're nitrogenous bases. Nitrogen also takes up a part of amino acids, which are made into proteins. So all your proteins in your bodies contain nitrogen. What about phosphorus? DNA. Yeah. <laughs> because a nucleotide, which is DNA, what DNA is made of, has a phosphate, doesn't it? Remember? Phosphate, sugar base. Mm-hmm. So phosphate. And then ATP ATP, yeah. And phospholipids? Yes. Yeah? These are all really important things in our body, and they use those minerals. So if you think, like, a plant takes phosphorus and nitrogen out of the soil or wherever it's taken it from, uses it as part of that plant, makes it into DNA, makes it into ATP, makes it into whatever, the expectation is that that plant or animal is going to die, decompose, And that that will then go back to the natural...
0: In the soil. Back into the soil. Into
1: plants. Yeah. And then it's going to get et by something. And it's going to go into the next organism that takes it up. And then we eat the cow. And then we eat the cow and we get it, yeah. So, or the plant. So if a farmer is growing a field full of crops, they've all taken up nitrogen and phosphorus out of the soil. The farmer then takes those plants away from that field. The nitrogen and phosphorus that have where they're not there anymore up and no longer there they've been removed from the situation and yeah they're going to be eaten aren't they Mm. but not as part of that ecosystem anymore they're going to be somewhere completely different Mm -hmm. that is going to reduce the amount of nitrogen phosphorus in that soil and that soil will become not very useful not very fertile one of the best ways that that can be dealt with is is putting a
0: load of poo there
1: yeah basically (laughs) just put a load of poo down and be fine yeah so basically there's not enough minerals anymore to grow new crops or like grass to feed livestock and things like that okay so you basically have to use something like poo basically a fertilizer the fertilizers depending on what type they are so there's two types artificial or natural so natural is exactly what you just said. It's organic stuff. It's manure. It's poo. It's sewage. It's possibly even compost. So like uh, just leftover vegetables, potato peelings. You know all different things that people use for compost. Like even the leftover bits of crops that don't get taken away. So like the roots that get upturned or like that, they can be used as part of composting or so crop residue. It's called bone meal and slurry are also sort of things that are just like well they're just like the remains of things that are left behind does that make sense mm. yeah they will contain all of the natural minerals that will make the soil good yes and actually the natural stuff is better because the artificial is just like powders that just they just sort of shrewn across the the field whereas if you've got something like manure or compost that's actually got texture to it 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 actually builds into the soil it makes the soil quite bulky and it makes it strong and it stops it from sort of weathering away or like being able to easily run away and uh, that's better and we'll talk a little bit more about that later whereas artificial is inorganic it's it's a specially made chemical compound powder so it'll be specially made to contain certain amounts of nitrogen phosphorus potassium and things like that yeah, it's just chemicals. And actually, the best thing would be to do was be to use a mixture of both to make sure that you've got a nice, even spread of those minerals across the field. It's not always easy to... with If you just use natural fertilisers, it's not always to make sure that you've got a nice, even spread of the minerals across the field because you might have more concentrated manure than others and things like that. So the issue that we're going to have with this is that you're using stuff that is extra to that field it's not just a natural cycle of whatever it is dying and putting that stuff back into the soil it's not a natural cycle you're adding extra fertilizers that are bad for the environment to a particular ecosystem so if you add excess fertilizer to a field to a crop farm to anything like that the likelihood is if you get heavy rainfall that is going to end up Running into waterways. Okay, so all that fertilizer, whether it be manure, slurry, powder, whatever it is, it's going to end up in some kind of stream or river and it will end up then in getting, ending up in like lakes and rivers and ponds and things like that. Does that kind of make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's called leaching. So, leaching is a negative impact of the use of fertilizer where all of the excess fertiliser that's not used immediately or whatever ends up in some kind of water, which isn't good. It tends to be the artificial ones because, like, if you think about it, if you've got, like, artificial powder, an artificial fertiliser powder, that's more likely to be able to dissolve in water and the minerals will will just be in the water. Whereas if you've got more of a sort of a natural one, like the compost, the nitrogen and the phosphorus are actually still locked in the compounds that are being used within the animal or plant you know it's still going to be part of dna or something like that does that make sense so you can't yeah. really access those minerals so they're not going to dissolve as easily in the water or whatever so it tends to be more the, the sort of artificial ones that so there's upsides
0: with. and downsides for both because the yeah. the powdery one is not good for the soil really no better than the natural one
1: yeah and it's the other
0: way around for when it's leaching
1: yeah there's lots to it, there's lots to it. And and then also you've got this idea that phosphates actually aren't very soluble anyway in water, no matter what form they're in. So it tends to be more than nitrogen, that's that's the problem, really. You know, that's going to be really quite bad if, if the waterway that this is leached into, if that is being used as any sort of water for drinking, that's going to be an issue.
0: It's just got minerals in it,
1: yeah, extra it, minerals. It, we'll have extra minerals in it, but if it's like a natural fertiliser, then you're polluting that water and that's going to be used as a drinking source for somebody or it might be so if it is that's can be that can be quite dangerous the other thing that's part of what we need to learn is this eutrophication that can happen which is the leaching of fertilizers actually killing the living things in the water i'm just going to talk right. through that process and we've got a resource at teachmescience.co.uk for this episode with a diagram showing the eutrophication of the water that can lead to the the, the death of basically just the living things that live in that water like the fish and things like that so if you've got lots of mineral ions leaching into that water then that is going to cause rapid growth of algae so algae is just like a green plant material that grows on the surface of water (laughs) and um, what will happen is that the surface of that water will get completely covered in algae because it's got those minerals to use to, to grow does that make sense so far, and the sun. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. So, the algae growing and completely covering that surface is going to block the sunlight from getting through the surface of the water. So, any plants that are actually living in the water or just below the surface of the water are not going to be able to access any sunlight. Obviously, they can't photosynthesize, so those plants are going to die. Those plants are going to decompose, and what carries out decomposition, Sarah? <laughs> So, like, different forms of bacteria. Oh, right, yeah, okay. Remember that? So there's going to be loads of bacteria, like an increased amount of bacteria and microorganisms then in the water carrying out that decomposition of that plant material. There's, There's two issues now. We've not got any plants producing oxygen for the water and we've got loads of bacteria using oxygen for respiration. So those two things are going to significantly reduce the amount of oxygen present in that water now. If there's no oxygen in the water, then fish and other aquatic organisms are going to die. Does that kind of make sense? So you've got this issue where, you know, these plants and animals are happily living in this water. A nearby farm gets fertilized and suddenly everything in that pond, lake or river or stream or whatever it is, is dead. We're gonna have a massive impact on the ecosystem in that area. So there you've got that huge downside of that fertilization. So in lots of ways, fertilisers are good. We need them. In other ways, they're going to lead to significant impacts elsewhere. Yeah, that, that's kind of it in terms of the new information though for today, it's quite short. Should we try some questions? Yeah. Okay. So I've got two questions, and one's like a short one and one's like a little bit longer. So this is just one exam question. There is a little picture and a little bit of text to go with it. So you'll go to teachmescience.co.uk Click on the Google, Google drive. drive and it'll be episode 74. 74. Yeah. So there's a little bit of text. So, Sarah, do you want to read the text?
0: The diagram shows a river system in an area of farmland. The numbers show the nitrate concentration in parts per million ppm in water samples taken at various locations along the river. Concentrations above 250 ppm encourage eutrophication in the river.
1: Okay. So there's a little diagram underneath and it just basically points out two places x and y with an arrow and it's got like the different numbers of the and nitrogen
0: eutrophication is when the fishes start to wear like bum bags and north face
1: clothes yes that's mm-hmm. right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so <laughs> eutrophication explain how farming practices might be responsible for the change in nitrate concentrations in the water between point x and point y so at point x it is 100 and then what is it for y 290 okay and it shows you the direction of flow is from x to y so it's gone from 100 to 290 so it's saying can you explain how farming practices might be responsible for that increase between x and y
0: because of the poo.
1: Use of what?
0: Fertiliser.
1: Yeah, so excessive use of fertiliser. And how does it get into the water? Leaching. Leaching, right, good. So one mark for excessive use of fertilisers, one mark for leaching. Or another way of saying leaching, runoff. Runoff. Run off. So if it runs off or leaches. Okay. Okay. All right, question two. Describe the effect, the nitrate concentration... May have in the river at point
0: Y. Will the ecosystem start to uh, get worse?
1: Right, so talk me through how. Uh,
0: uh, algae and algae. the sun.
1: Right, so what happens with the algae?
0: Algae grows.
1: It grows more, well done.
0: And it blocks the sun out from uh, and then Excellent. Uh, there'll be things that will die.
1: Yep, so algae dies, stuff, plant
0: dies. And there'll be loads of bacteria and there'll be less oxygen, and the bacteria will also take the oxygen and less plants will grow and the ecosystem will start to die
1: and what else dies what dies in the river
0: what all hope. hope
1: Or whatever no no <laughs> <laughs> absolutely <laughs> hope is gone um what what kind of animals would be in the water like fish though? and stuff yeah. And yeah, good. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah good that was a really good answer okay cool um so first marking point growth of algae or plants is stimulated or is it always increased because if you got you got the extra nitrate That will eventually lead to the death of the algae or the plants because there's not enough uh, sunlight to get into it. More bacteria. You said that. There'll be more bacteria. You didn't mention this, which was respiration. The presence of the bacteria. Just the fact that they're there means that they'll be respiring.
0: I did say the bacteria takes
1: oxygen. And the next marking point is that the bacteria removes oxygen.
0: Oh, okay. I was was going to say, I've got it recorded, I can go back.
1: (laughs) And then the animals die because of the lack of oxygen. So I was just trying to get you to sort of
0: say the word respiration
1: no i was trying to get you to sort of acknowledge the fact that it's animals or fish that are dying in the end really mm-hmm. that's the only thing but that's six marking points there's only five marks so not mentioning respiration doesn't lose many marks in that question. oh okay fair so that's really good yeah so shall i do the roundup, we oh, round-up. farming crops and cattle are not like natural ecosystems as the valuable nutrients that would normally be continually recycled through waste and dead matter are removed from the fields in the biomass of the plants and the livestock. So they are not returned to the soil. This interrupts the crucial processes of nitrogen and phosphorus cycles. The addition of fertilizers containing nitrogen, phosphorus and potassium to the soil is a way of replacing these minerals to keep the yields high. Natural fertilizers are made up of the organic matter such as manure, compost, crop remains and sewage. And the use of these is better for soil structure, but large amounts are needed due to the mineral concentration being quite low. Artificial fertilizers are chemical compounds such as ammonium nitrate in the form of powders or pellets. If excess fertilizers are used on soil, and not used by the plants, the minerals will dissolve in soil water and can get washed into waterways, ending in ponds and lakes. This is known as leaching. This can lead to the process of eutrophication. Rapid growth of algae occurs on the surface of the water due to the added mineral ions. This blocks the sunlight necessary for aquatic plants in the water to photosynthesize till the plants begin to die. The decomposition of these dead plants increases the number of respiring bacteria, which decreases the amount of oxygen present. This causes the death of the aquatic organisms, such as fish and insects. Got any takeaways?
0: Fertiliser. Yes. Is good and bad. Yes. There is natural fertiliser and non-natural one. Mm Mm-hmm. And sometimes if it gets very rainy, the... Fertiliser will leave the field and go into surrounding lakes or ponds or rivers. This is called leaching. And this is bad because uh, it will start to destroy the ecosystem in the water. won't we go into detail, but <laughs> it's really bad. And it's to do with algae and bacteria and bacterial respiration.
1: Well done. Excellent. That was really good. Bacterial respiration. <laughs> That's a particularly a good point there that you made. Mm-hmm. So the wider reading recommendation that I am going to use for possibly just the remainder of April, just because it's where we're at now, is a podcast called In the Defence of Plants. So In Defence of Plants podcast. You can find it on any of the places where you listen to podcasts and just give it a listen. Again, like I've said before, with podcasts, it's probably important that you like have a little look at the episode titles and just pick ones that you think sound interesting to you there's a lot of plant biology in a level and it's important that you have a sort of quite a good wider reading of it especially when it comes to evolution and how plants have adapted to their environment in order to survive and that sort of thing there's, there's you know you can make some really important links to that sort of topic area so yeah give that a go
0: if you'd like to contact us you can find us on our emails you could email us at teachmebiologycast at gmail.com and that will be picked up by moi. You can find us on Twitter at, at TeachMebiocast and on Instagram at, at TeachMebiologyCast. You can also, if you so wish, and you know, people still have been doing this even though we haven't been posting episodes.
1: Yeah.
0: Um and you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash teach me biology and that is greatly appreciated
1: it is it really is um, we've had some lovely messages from so many different people in so many different areas of the world doing so many different courses recently it's unbelievable i'd and, like
0: to read a message from a man
1: and sarah's going to read out a f- oh, I, read though i a don't
0: m- know his pronouns um, i'm assuming it's a man because <laughs> his name is
1: Mark. So someone called Mark. Yes. Okay, so Sarah's going to read out a message here and then um, we can talk about a few of the things that we've, that we've had recently. Yeah. Hi,
0: I just wanted to say thanks so much for doing your podcast. I found it really, really useful and a great accompaniment to my revision. I think it strikes a great balance between being informative but managing to stay light-hearted and listenable because it could be, easily be dry and dull given some of the subject matter. I mean, salivary respiration. Awful. The subject matter, not your podcast on it. (laughs) I'm 42, so probably older than your average listener. However, I'm going back to uni to study physiotherapy, and so I'm doing a biology A-level as part of the entry requirements. Even though I got an A-star at GCSE Biology, that was 1996, so that knowledge has long since sailed away. I have a family and a full-time job, so revision opportunities are at a premium, but I listen to your podcast on the way to and from work, which utilises that time for going over topics I've covered on YouTube and in the AQA textbook, and helps solidify the knowledge. At least I hope it does. Thanks again. Great resource, massively useful, and entertaining listen. Keep up the good work. Many thanks, Mark.
1: Mark, thank you so much. I'm in awe of people. I'm just so in awe of all the people that are getting in touch with us who are just they're not at an age where they are doing their education for the first time they're going back you know they've started families they've done other jobs for years and then they're going back to school or they're going back to change a career or whatever and they're they're doing it you know they're getting on with it and just doing it and then finding resources to help them and just think like mark is literally just listening to us as he's driving to and from work like he's using all the time he's got and he's just found something that's useful to him, and I'm so grateful that we could do that for you. And we're grateful that you've let us know about that, and that you're using us. Thank you so much. We've had lots of similar sort of messages as well on Instagram, but probably need to read them out in a different episode, just mm-hmm. so that we're not taking up too much time. Yeah. But yeah, I've just been overwhelmed with with the sort of sentiments really of people, and just absolutely in awe of just people's lives and how they just get on with it it's amazing Mm -hmm. absolutely amazing yeah yeah get in touch if you have anything that you want to share particularly if you we we just love hearing about people's lives really and why they are listening so why you're listening where you're listening from and then just like any great revision tips any great uh, other wider reading uh, recommendations anything you want to share with us that you think might be useful to other people through us that'd be great and um yeah that'd be great was that the bell yeah that was the bell yes so do you think we we're a bit rusty there do you think that went well what do you think
0: i think it went fine you think it went fine yeah i do, no awkward pauses? do you know what? i kind of miss that the sound of the fan
1: <laughs> <laughs> would you like to tell our lovely listeners about your uh, new device
0: i've got a macbook air <laughs> um, She's I say not showing I off. have, and that's it. She's repair. not showing off. It's just this that is yeah, um, a a work device, device yeah. which I have taken home with me, which I have access to. Is As that opposed correct?
1: to, if you're a long time listener, you will know that we've had trouble with Sarah's Mac before, and it and like gets mm. over, it gets overused or too hot. The fan turns on and it's Literally, so like, I just and...
0: used it then, like, a second ago to pull up a PDF <laughs> and I could hear the fan already.
1: Yeah. It was a PDF. And that's something that we've had to listen to, like, the whole time we've been doing the podcast. But, yeah, it's so nice to sometimes just have new new equipment. Yeah. You. Anyway, we better go. It was good to be back, guys.
0: I've been Sazamats.
1: And I'm Ria Corbett.
0: This has been Teach Me Biology. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bonjour, salut, what would you
1: say? What's bye um, in a different language? Um, Auf Wiedersehen.
0: Auf Wiedersehen. Um, um Ciao. Yeah, ciao. What's it in French?
1: Um, I bet it's really obvious.
0: What's bye in French? In French, bye is au revoir. <laughs> au, revoir. <laughs> au, revoir. au revoir. I kind of wanted it to say that word. What was that word that we kept having to get her to say over and over again? couple of episodes ago Michael Rise I kind of wanted to go Michael Rise <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember Michael Rizet? he was going to be he was going to be a, a special guest yeah. next time and we never did it that's cuz we just forgot we we're just getting didn't. on next time next week we're going to have Michael Rose. oh can't wait